live from the Fremont Theater in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. May the narrative be with you. So it was 2012, and I had just ended what was the last in a long line of dysfunctional relationships. I was about six months out, and I decided that I was going to try something different. Well, I say I decided, but I consulted my therapist, astrologer, and a psychic. <laughs> and I was in a band at the time with my friends uh, Dave and Dennis, who are just a little bit older than me and sort of functioned as like aunties I never knew I wanted. <laughs> and they had been trying to set me up with this guy, Dan, for like three years. Every time I was on the rocks or anytime he was single, they'd, you know, try to get it together. And I'd only met him a couple times, which is actually really weird because we were in the same small town of Bend music scene. So I went to practice and I was like, hey, you know, what about this Dan guy? I think I'm ready. And they had this like really auntie conversation where David was like, we've tried, God knows we've tried. And Dennis was like, there are two ships in the night, you know, I'm a romantic. And so, <laughs> He texted Dan, and Dan said, well, I'd like to take her out, but I have to get her number myself. And I thought, well, that's different, you know? <laughs> so he came to one of my gigs and sort of really shyly, like, followed me around a bit at the end and said, uh, would you like to take our kids for a walk? And he meant our dogs. And I thought that was so endearing and kind of dorky, and so I was like, yes. And we went on this date, and we had like the same Nissan truck, but 20 years apart. And mine was total piece of shit, and his wasn't. And we had the same sort of dog. We both had these big German Shepherd mutts. So I liked him, and he was a little easier to talk to one-on-one, -on -one, and we had a great time, and I thought he better ask me to dinner, you know? So we start a relationship, and he's definitely quieter, you know, like my friends had always said, like, well, you're a little wild, and he's really quiet and sweet, so it just might work, you know? And um, <laughs> so we started camping together, and on one of our first camping trips, my dog, Moo, who's, she was 130 pounds. She's lost 20 pounds. She had a thyroid problem, okay? <laughs> and, but she, like, you know, you can just pet her like this, like she, she's moo, she's like a cow. So she, the last day she won't load up into the truck. And she does this sometimes, she gets sore, you know. And this is something that my ex and I had had horrible fights about because he'd get mad at the dog. And so Dan and I are on this camping trip. Molly's like, not today, mom. So I start like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And she's just like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, we can back up to this rock and use it as a step stool, you know, and I'm starting to problem solve and getting really nervous, and I look over, and Dan's just like, like a sheep, somehow, into the truck. And she stayed calm, and he stayed calm, and she kind of gave me this look like, what the fuck was that, you know? <laughs> and I was like, this might just work, you know? This guy is like an optimist, like, he just, believed it could be done. I, I didn't know that could be done, actually. So, and, uh, and he, I started to realize he was really kind of an eccentric person, too. Like, 
the way that he named, he had this dog named Leia, we still have her, and I always thought it was really weird when people named their dogs like Ryan or Susan or Leia, you know? So I was like, how'd you name your dog? And he was like, well, I, you know, brought her to the front yard and we sat there and I tried every woman's name that I never dated until she responded. <laughs> and I think that's when I fell in love with him a little bit. <laughs> and I was like, you're a fucking weirdo. So we get this relationship going and we go home to each other's houses for Christmas and I go to Idaho for Christmas and his family is like Christmas card perfect a little bit to me. Like they're side huggers, you know? <laughs> and they like take turns opening their presents and then they fold up their wrapping paper and save it, you know? <laughs> and so I take him home to New England and our Christmas is like utter chaos, drink, swear, like shove the paper in a garbage bag, you know? And he's just like, do we take turns? <laughs> and my brother-in-law is on garbage bag duty with his bathrobe and he's like, yeah, we fucking take turns. <laughs> so <laughs> we got engaged. <laughs> and uh, I explained to Dan that I there's no way I can have a wedding. And this is because I grew up in a dysfunctional family, a really lovely dysfunctional family. And my mother has this type of anxiety that, you know, feels like you're going to die when you have it. And it causes things that we all regret <laughs> later. <laughs> and he's like, your mom loves me. I, I think I have a calming effect on her. You know, it's going to be fine. And I'm like, I kind of want a wedding too, you know? Let's do this. So we go home again to Vermont for Christmas, and my sisters are throwing us an engagement party. And this is the first time my mom has to be in a room with my father's family that she hasn't spoken to in 20 years. Uh-oh, yeah, yeah, you got it. So <laughs> it's at the Elks Club, and I'm just going to tell you two things about this night, because that's like another story. She got kicked out of the Elks Club. <laughs> is that possible, right? And <laughs> it is. And my friends and I all ended up with our shit like thrown on the snow in the road. And Dan and I end up at a hotel. And Dan bummed a cigarette off me. He doesn't smoke. And he was like, I can't believe you're not a heroin addict. And I think that's when he, like, fell in love with me a little bit more. <laughs> like, he really got it, you know? So much so that he was like, maybe we, sh we shouldn't have a wedding, I'm so sorry, you know? And the only thing that I could say was, you know, from my part of the family, which was the fuck we're not having a wedding now? I planned it now, like, no, 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 we're having a wedding now. It's like revenge wedding almost for a second. <laughs> so we have the wedding, and I don't know if my mom's going to come because she hasn't spoken to me in eight months. And two weeks before, 
she started texting me out of the blue like nothing happened, right? Which is great, because at this point, I'm like, I have to just leave the door open for her to come. I want her there, you know? Like, my mom's crazy, but she also used to call me in personal days in elementary school. You know? Who does that? So she comes to the wedding, and she left early without saying goodbye. But she came, and she was in the same room as my grandparents, who've been married for 62 years, and my best friend made 150 sage bundles by hand, and we all smudged. And I just had this realization, like, come down over me, and our astrologer married us. And um, <laughs> I just realized that no one could, could ruin anything for me but me, you know? It was like 10 years of therapy that never got through my head, but planning a wedding did. And so a year later, we bought a house in Portland, and it took me about a year to, to really move in mentally. And just recently, I started actually giving everything a, a place, you know, putting things in homes. And we got another dog, and Dan named it Potato. 